This program is sponsored by Blazing Grace Ministries. This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Set me free. Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to captives, and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here. Welcome back to Blazing Grace Radio. Thank you for joining us. In case you're listening for the first time and wondering who is Blazing Grace, we are a ministry to persons who struggle with porn addiction, sex addiction, and adultery. We have people who come to us wanting help from ages 10 to 80. So porn addiction in the church uh, is at every age level. And we tragically see people coming to us for help in their 60s, 70s, even all the way up to 80 who have been in bondage to some form of sexual sin, really all their life since their teens. And then we offer Zoom groups for men and wives. We also offer counseling. If you go to the website, blazinggrace.org, we have a ton of resources up there. We have videos, a lot of articles I've written. I've written nine books that you can purchase off the website. We also do a conference. Usually it's a one-day conference that runs from around 9.30 in the morning till 3 p.m., and that's called From Porn to Grace. So I've spoken in churches and other organizations doing these conferences in the U.S. and Europe and England. And <clears throat> and so uh, one announcement here, we have a From Porn to Grace conference coming up in Florida, February 23rd to 24th at Tomoka Christian Church. They're at 1450 Hand Avenue in Ormond Beach, Florida, and that's coming up. And it's they're spreading it over a Friday and Saturday. So it's Friday, February 23rd from 6.30 at night to 9. And then the next morning, February 24th from 9 a.m. to noon. Again, that's Tomoka Christian Church, February 23rd to 24th. If you're in that area, if you want to fly out, because we do have people who fly out for these from other states, other areas, love to meet you. And I'll be leading it for the entire time. And if you'd like to host a From Porn to Grace conference, uh, let us know, uh, no matter what country you're in. So I was in Great Britain this last November, and I had quite a few people tell me they were interested in setting up a conference. So if that's you, then let's go. Uh, and the contact information is the end of the broadcast, but you can email us at email at blazinggrace.org. So I want to begin by reading an article that just came out this week that the Christian Post put out, and there's a couple pieces of it, and the guy writes, in a broken, porn-sick world where sexual trauma is the rule, not the exception, it is imperative for churches that care to thoroughly understand 
the nature and power dynamics of sexual abuse. When it comes to sexual abuse, too much of the church remains largely inept. We should be leading the culture modeling wisdom and justice in response to this stuff. Instead, we're perpetually about 100 steps behind the eight ball. We wait for the culture to lead the way when they finally shout, Me too. Half of us resent the invitation to care about the sexually broken. When we should have championed that self, we should have championed this ourselves. The question is, why? It's bad enough when so many people come limping into our churches with injuries inflicted outside of our walls. But to our shame, not a week goes by with yet another headline about some faith leader caught in a sexual scandal. Not only are we failing to bind wounds, but too often we are the ones actively inflicting them. What do you think this does to the victim's perception of God? This isn't just happening once or twice. It's a regular occurrence. So why aren't more of us rising up a lot faster? This guy sounds like me. And long-time listeners to this program know that I'll often read uh, current news stories where usually a pastor or a youth pastor, a ministry leader, every week, really every day in the U.S. gets arrested for some kind of sexual crime, child pornography or molesting or, or whatever it is. And this is a common occurrence in the church. And in a couple of weeks, there is an organization called Not In Our City. They're having what they're calling a night of hope in the Grand Canyon University later this month. And, and I wrote them and I said that, hey, Not In Our City isn't going to happen unless we begin with Not In Our Church. So when you got 70% of your men viewing porn, as all the surveys show, a third in growing numbers of women and the sky-high numbers with youth, porn is a sex trafficking product. And porn leads and opens the doors to child pornography, which is purely sex trafficking. So basically, I hope they're not going to do this, but usually what happens is an event like this is they uh, you know, look at the outside world and the people outside of the churches that are doing this. Well, hey, it's the, we need mirrors right now. We need to take a look at ourselves and say, we have this problem. This is in our church's doors, just like this guy wrote. So uh, we need to do, like I just said, mirrors. Where are we with helping people? Where are we with taking ownership and the sexual abuse that's going on in the church everywhere all the time? And so what I want to do this week and next week is walk you through what I'm going to call life points for recovery. And these will apply to both men and wives and youth. And actually, if you listen to a lot of it, you'll see this is just basically how to live the Christian life. Um, most of what you're going to hear doesn't take, in fact, all of it does not take a seminary education or anything like that. A lot of it's very simple. It's just a matter of are we willing to take the action steps we need to change our lives? And a lot of this stuff is issues I'll talk to people when I'm doing counseling. So uh, number one, no more lying. In a marriage that has been traumatized with porn addiction or sexual sin, lying is deadly. 
And a lot of wives say that the lying and the hiding and the deceit hurt them more than what their husband has actually done with the sin itself. And marriage is built on trust. Every relationship is built on trust. So if there is no trust, your, your, your relationship is on life support. But let's take this a little bit further while I'm at it. I saw one survey recently said the average American lies one to two times a day. And when I first saw that, I thought, well, wait a minute. I, I don't lie one to two times a day. But then I started thinking, how many times do people come to us and say, hey, how you doing? And we feel we're going through some painful places or some stress or we're suffering and we put on a fake mask. and uh, I'm doing fine. I mean, that's a lie. I mean, let's be honest. And you know, a lot of churches will do that thing where between the worship music and the message, they'll say, hey, turn around and greet the person next to you. So usually what happens is everybody puts on this fake smile and says, how you doing? And the other person puts on a fake smile and then they shake their head, I'm doing good. And you know that a lot of people in that church service that day are lying and they're not doing well. And isn't that the way it is in a lot of church services all over our country, that a lot of us are faking it. So the no more lying has to extend to all of our life. And if you're hurting, reach out for help, man or or, or woman or sister. Don't sit there and and just sit there and die. And and this is part of what we're here for. And so the next thing, take ownership of the sin. Unfortunately, Part of the effects of sexual sin and lust is that it corrupts the man's heart and they become defensive sometimes when it comes to releasing or taking ownership of their sexual sin and they'll blame their wives. And and sometimes even I've heard of pastors or Christian counselors who put pin the blame on the wife. You didn't give him enough sex or or whatever it is you didn't you weren't enough of an xyz and so where it has to begin with is for the for any healing to come to even begin is man says this is all on me i did this i made these choices to masturbate to pornography or whatever it is so the next one support and accountability When I go and speak in churches, I'll often ask the congregation to raise their hand if they meet with another believer once a week for the purpose of support, prayer, and accountability. Usually only 15% of the hands go up. And last year, the um, CDC from the U.S. government put out a a memo on what they call the epidemic of loneliness and isolation and loneliness is what feeds lust and not just lust, just about any kind of sin. Because when you're on your own, you're pretty much working off your flesh and your flesh is power. So James 5.16, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. This is the way the Christian life is meant to be lived, not in isolation. So when I'm talking to people, I tell both the man and the wife, you both need ongoing support every week, at least once a week. And we, if they don't get plugged into one of our groups, 
you know, you can meet with another brother or sister, but as long as it's somebody and you're not doing a bunch of hobby talk, sports talk, or, you know, talking about kids and family, you're talking about yourself. You're talking about what you're going through in this life, the pains and the struggles and the temptations. And so staying out of isolation is critical. And it's not just for sexual sin. It's for everything. And part of the reason the church is so coming apart is because a lot of us are so isolated. And you're easy pickings for when Satan comes against you in that state. And then, um, so next. Matthew five twenty seven to 30. You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. So... There's no coincidence in the timing of these verses where he's talking about sexual sin one moment and transitions into if lust caused you to stumble, basically, you got to do something about it. And there's so many believers who come to us and they want the magic silver bullet Bible verse that's going to just set them free and they don't want to do any work. They don't want to get involved in support groups. They don't want to cut off the stumbling blocks of temptation under their control. So what that means is if you're looking at porn porn on your phone all the time, you've got to put some sort of app on it or take some sort of action. When I mean an app, I mean an accountability app is best where it sends a report of everything you look at to the person of choice. It could be your spouse could be your um, support partner, whoever it is, but you've got to take action. So if, if you've got streaming service at home, Netflix, and you're watching a lot of sexually charged movies, turn that service off. Quit screwing around with it. And we're too addicted to entertainment in this country, and we make it sound like we're going to have this horrible, terrible thing or our rights are being um, lost Entertainment's not a right, and and so let it go. You're standing before God is far more important than anything like that. So next up is to adjust your priorities. And any man or woman who is in bondage to any kind of sin cannot say that God is their first priority. And I can tell you that there were many years when I was in bondage to this stuff, when I would mouth, you know, parrot what everybody says in the church is their priorities. It's supposed to be is God, marriage, family, work. But the truth was my priorities were me, and alongside of that was the sexual stuff, work, then my marriage, and God was somewhere in that too. And, I mean, I was— you know, praying a lot, but the things that we invest ourselves in, the things that we really worship and spend time in, uh, these are really the primary source of our, our love and our life. And for some of you, this is your smartphone. The average American now spends four and a half hours on their phone every day. And that's more of an idol to you than anything else. So adjusting your priorities. What is really first in your life? What is really 
the first love of your life, the source of your life, where you draw your life from. If it's screens, man, that that's not good. I mean, you're living a choked life. So look at your priorities and, and rearrange them, realign them to what they should be. Next, the next life point <laughs> is exercise. A lot of people want a drug to make them feel better. Well, exercise is the ultimate drug. And we live in a culture where if you don't feel good, give me a pill. Well, a lot of times those pills don't do us any good or or they just get us in worse trouble. And But exercise contributes to new, building new brain cells. It helps those who are addicted to cut back on the addiction. And in youth, exercise reduces the likelihood of addiction at the young age, exercise has profound and sustained positive effects on mood, depression, anxiety, cognition, energy, sleep, and energy. exercise helps the sex life. One of the struggles of people with who are addicted to porn is they use it to medicate stress in life. Exercise is a great stress reliever. So one of the, the growth patterns or one of the growth issues is Finding the right way to deal with stress. Porn is not a good way to deal with stress. Neither is masturbation. Exercise is a fantastic way to deal with it. You feel so good after it. Um, so next slide point. Healthy eating. Some of you know that um, I, I'm now into my I'm, I'm into my third year with long COVID. And when I've been learning a little bit more here and there as I've gone on and on how to manage it better. So I experience crashes in my mood. Sometimes it can be depression or anxiety. Sometimes I have a physical crash where I just get incredibly weak. But what I discover is when I get off sugar, the crashes are not as severe or intense. Uh, it blunts them. And sugar assaults the immune system. And we live in a country where more than half of us are overweight. And so the eating thing is really a big thing because we're only given – we're given one shot at this life. We have one body to live in it. And I remember a doctor told me years ago that after a heart attack, only 20 percent of people will change their lifestyle, meaning exercise and healthy diet. That is so tragic when we allow junk food – honestly, and lack of exercise to just sap our life. I mean, who wants to spend the last 10 or 20 years of their life in the hospital? And you feel crummy when you're not eating right. I mean, so look at your diet and filter out as much of the junk you, you can and, and, you know, power up more on lean fats and vegetables and healthy, I, sh I should say lean proteins and healthy fats. So the next life point, actually it's kind of two in one, is reduce your time with entertainment. Reduce your time on the internet and on your smartphone. They've now discovered, and it's widely reported everywhere, that uh, smartphone addiction is a real thing. Uh, it, it's about the same thing as when you're looking at porn. The neurotransmitter called dopamine in your brain, which regulates... The pleasure and pain centers, every time as you're scrolling, scroll, 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 you're, you're getting dopamine hits. And then the more you do that, uh, 
the the brain really gets addicted to that stuff, and that's not good for you. And but more than that, it's it's a prayer killer. So if you're spending four hours a day on your phone, you're spending four minutes a day in prayer. That's that's not good. That's spiritual death almost. I'm, spiritual death is a strong word, but you're you're really um, walking in the power of your flesh. So let's not use spiritual death, but you're. You're not in a good place spiritually if you have no prayer life. And hours and hours in entertainment are not going to be good for you. And usually what happens is somewhere along the line, these days when you're on social media, you're eventually going to get hit with a pop-up or an ad that's got an illicit picture of somebody who's mostly naked. You go into Fox News and some of these news websites, and my gosh, they got women wearing strings and underwear ads and all that stuff. So the less time we have online, the better off we are. It'll help you spiritually and emotionally and chemically. And so the next life point is go hard after God. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Seek the Lord in his face. Seek his strength continually. The uh, The invitation to seek God is found all through Scripture. And he invites us every single day to, to come after him, to get to know him, to, with all of our heart, not just a God help me with my day type of prayer that we just toss out half flippantly in the morning, not even paying attention. It's, God, I want you. God, I need you. God, reveal yourself to me. God, I'm empty. God, I'm in bondage to whatever sin. I want your abundant life flowing outside of me like you promised in John 10.10. I want my flesh crucified. I want to walk in the power of your resurrection. <coughs> we have to go after God with everything we have, and too often, I'm just going to say, a lot of our modern churches are putting us to sleep. There's plenty of times when I've visited churches the last several years, and I look at my family, and they're just... <laughs> then they th- There was nothing there, <clears throat> and um, a lot of noise, and no challenge... Go after him with everything you got. It don't matter what's going on in your church, what's going on in your life. Go after him. Make that a big priority. And the next thing goes, the next life point goes right on top of that is to make prayer a priority. Write it there at the top. And I'll often challenge believers to spend an hour in prayer a day. And I can tell by some of the looks on their faces like, I don't have time for that. But the average American will spend 900 hours a year watching TV, another 900 hours a year engaged in social media, another 730 hours a year playing video games. So that's around 2,500 hours a year in entertainment, and yet you're telling me you don't have time for an hour day in prayer? Um That just means our priorities are all messed up. And this goes back to what I said about entertainment before. Prayer has to come at the top of our priorities. And then 
<clears throat> nope. Sp- Charles Spurgeon said it best. Um, prayer is the barometer of our spiritual life. So if you want to be walking in the spirit, if you want to be putting the flesh to death, you have to have, you have to invest hours in prayer. There, there's no shortcut around that. And slow down. That's another. That's the next life point. Slow your life down. We run too fast, and a lot of us are just burnt out, wiped out, tired out. Slow down. So we're almost at the end here, but I want to make you an offer that uh, contributions are down quite a bit. So uh, last year they were, and so any if you'll donate, we're a five hundred one c three nonprofit ministry. Any donation for any amount will give you a free copy of my book, The The Rogue Christian. And you can go onto the website at blazinggrace.org. Go to the donate page and just put a note in there about The Rogue Christian for the donation. Any amount makes a difference. $20 a month, $40 a month, whatever it is. So next week we will continue this conversation on Life Points. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, Visit us at blazinggrace.org, email us at email at blazinggrace.org, or call the office at 719-888-5144. This program was sponsored by Blazing Grace Ministries.